Maguire, Dingleberries, Brown. Just the way shit is. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zamperman Center here in, we'll just call it a, not a fan of Ottawa, Vermont, because the Bruins are playing the Ottawa Senators, and they, they scored. Who scored? Cool. Ottawa scored? Ottawa scored. Oh, rah, 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 rah. go Canada. Yeah, go Even Canada. Even though most of the players on both teams are Canadian. Yeah. My name is Bob Forty. Joining me as always, we have the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. This is not hockey talk. This Too bad. Sorry. Sorry. Ottawa Senators, not. Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's all out. All right. You, you feel good? Speaking of Canada and Canadian hockey teams, I won't make it to the finals. We have Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yeah, the Flames won't. I, I'll agree with you there. <laughs> you look just like a. Just letting out air there. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is definitely not hockey talk, but man, no. Can you imagine zombies on skates? It beats <laughs> weather small talk at the beginning. I'm just trying to mix things up for the folks who have been listening to the last 165 episodes, wondering when the hell are we going to get away from weather? And boom, playoff season, hockey. Yeah, it's been raining here. You know, I didn't actually, you know, to have a serious conversation. I didn't realize until just now that you guys are close enough to Boston that you would probably cheer for the Bruins and the Senators are I, dude, I'm I just cheer for Canadian hockey teams so dude, I grew I grew up 10 minutes outside of Boston <laughs> yeah so you guys are all about the Bruins yeah, then but but hey. the worst part was is as a, as a kid I was a Canadians fan and I don't know why <laughs> Ooh, hey you want to hear something even better than that um, I grew up in Boston so I'm a Bruins fan but where I live now um, I am actually closer to the Bell Center in Montreal than I am the TD Garden in Boston. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, you say but it it's like okay that. because Bruins will win. It's fine. I'm not even worried about it. I hey, so losing. listen, we don't we don't have the Walking Dead to talk about anymore. So we're actually we came on this podcast to tell everyone that we're going to take a uh, six month hiatus. Uh, we're gonna. No. No, I'm just kidding. No. Fear the Walking Dead. Not even concerned about it. We're, we're, it's no. not even good enough to cover. Is what you're saying? Yeah. We're, we're, I'm basically saying it's not. I mean, if you well, want to cover, we'll be, we'll be talking about it in the news in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, you know, what? actually, we we do have a bunch of news to talk about. We are going to talk about the latest chapter of uh, the Walking Dead's uh, new frontier, uh, chapter three, and for some of us, chapters one, two, and three, and for some uh-huh. of us, chapters two and three. Uh, yeah. So we got a little bit of that to talk about, so it'll be fun to get some discussions on that. But uh, we actually have a lot of news, so that... This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. Well, play for the news. Because <laughs> um, I still don't have that news bumper. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we got a new zombie drug. Uh, what was the last one? Bath salts? Bath salts. Bath salts were the, the biggest rage that made people turn into zombies, right? Yeah. So now we got a, a zombie drug, spice. Is it called spice or is it called zombie drug? I think it's, I think it's spice. called spice. So, so uh, what did this happen? Is this a UK thing? Yeah. Yeah. Looks that way. All right. Yeah. This is so, Metro UK. All right. So they're basically saying that like people have been taking this drug and they're just collapsing. Yeah, forty. Uh, yeah, there was uh, oh. within forty-eight hours, they had thirty-one calls of people with this drug passing out on the street. Are they? They're not dying though. They're just passing out. Well, they're some are you know some are twitching, some are having hallucinations, some are, are left canatonic or or twitching on the ground. And honestly, this isn't one of those. Um, this is this is one of those drug stories where it's like this is clearly a bad thing happening to these people who are taking this, this uh, illegal yeah. substance. Um, similar to bath salts, uh, the symptoms are similar to zombified people in, in pop culture. And I, I mean, I think it's 
the news likes to refer to drugs as putting people in a zombie state, whether they're eating people's faces or collapsing and, and just walking around moaning. Um, this is still clear, clearly a problem. And I think like attributing it to something in pop culture, just, I don't know, kind of like brings it down a notch. Like this is yeah, still serious, true. right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and, and there's tons of photos here on the article, and it basically shows a whole bunch of people puking on themselves. Yeah, it's really gross. And honestly, I, <laughs> I, I didn't get far enough into the article uh, when I posted this link in here. And I, I think it's just, I think it's important to look at this stuff and say um, sometimes our favorite pop culture phenomenon that is zombies and The Walking Dead and all that is used for some pretty shitty like comparisons you know um and it's unfortunate because sometimes when i'm searching for zombie news i don't want to see people puking on themselves yeah Uh, the drug is apparently what's called a psychoactive substance it causes ex uh causes extreme hallucinations psychosis muscle weakness and paranoia sounds like it's uh yeah, why Sounds would you like... even want to take that drug? I guess it's <laughs> yes. I guess it's on the rise in jails too. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Well, good thing I don't plan on taking weird zombie drugs because this looks terrible. I I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with drugs, but I would think we will keep our we will keep our eyes to the ground, but I picture okay, <laughs> bath salt was a crazy thing for a couple of months. Now we got spice. I guarantee in the next probably six weeks we're going to see about 10 more stories about this yeah probably right it's gonna start uh spiking again and people are gonna want to try it and yep that's just crazy to me Which i mean is you're, dumb. i mean I yeah don't know. i don't know man but like you said it kind of trivializes everything when you compare it to you know zombie drug and whatnot so um that, that's pretty interesting uh we're gonna We'll skip this one for later, but I want to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll do the Fear of the Walking Dead last before we get into Walking Dead. Um, but the wrestling, the WWE gets some new zombie toys. <laughs> yeah, really? I don't. I don't know anything about. Uh, I'm not a big wrestling fan, so when I threw Neither this in here, am I. okay, I was kind of hoping one of you guys would would be. I used wrestling. to be. Okay, well, action figures. It's a big part of wrestling. And, um, again, talking about cashing in on pop culture, this is, appears to be some pretty big, or I don't know. Oh yeah. Brock Lesnar. I recognize that name. Some pretty big wrestlers turned into zombified characters, which, you know, if you're into wrestlers, that, that sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who this is. I don't know who this is being marketed to. Wrestlers. I don't know. Yeah, no, probably probably just fans, collectible fans. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, the the action figures are actually pretty well done. I gotta say, they look pretty good as far as zombie wrestlers go. Man, actually, it just kind of makes me think. Like, if you are ever in a zombie apocalypse and Brock Lesnar was a zombie, oh man, yeah. you better run. Get, <laughs> like, get, out, get out. You're not getting that zombie off you. You know what I mean? That's just crazy. But yeah, those are available. Uh, just a little news update for everyone that maybe they wanna. <laughs> Maybe they want to add to their zombie collection. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the Spanish Prime Minister being forced to reveal the government's uh, zombie apocalypse plan. <laughs> I mean, should should we should we be surprised by this? The U.S. <laughs> government released their zombie plan yeah. a, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy, um, <clears throat> there's, a, I guess it was pretty serious. It was a very serious conversation. Was that right? Or am I reading that? Or is it just being a kind of a weird, weird article? I don't know. Unless the Express Co. is, uh, is like a political, like fake news. Although now I'm, I'm looking at all the articles that it's presenting of above. Hopefully that maybe we've been punked. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> like I see the articles listed above. Unless those are like those. I wanted. I wanted noted that Ryan added these news articles, so I did. If any of these are bad. <laughs> I think. I think you're right. I think we just got bumped. I think we it. did. 
And something about Madrid having their zombies. So anyways, let's talk about a new story that you actually thought was real or is real for that matter. The zombie plan for the U.S. government has been thrown out there. We, we talked, talked about, about it on this yeah. show a couple years ago. Okay, interesting. I uh, I, yeah, I probably right. forgot. I probably forgot because honestly, um, no, that's the Obama of, administration. Was, I'm more interested yes. in what Trump wants to do for the zombie. Plan. What do you think Trump would do for zombies? Let's talk about that for a bit. Considering, let's move away from the fake news and let's move uh-huh. into the fake news. So, Trump, what would he do for the zombie apocalypse? I, I don't know. I feel like find a uh, way to make money off of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd he probably call, he'd cage he them up and put them in Vegas. Zombies, the worst organization ever. Period. No, we low energy. We would we know what he would do. His name is the governor. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He'd call I, in the governor. It is kind of interesting because, like, you think about it, like, you know. There's, the, I feel like President Obama would not react at all to zombies. Like he wouldn't take it as a threat. But I feel like Trump would like totally take zombies as like this huge threat if they ever came around. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just I, it would be very interesting. And I actually kind of think of it. It's kind of interesting to see how governments really haven't played a huge, huge involvement in the shows like The Walking Dead. You know, even in Fear the Walking Dead, like they had a little bit of a. We nuked one city or something, and then <laughs> that was it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It'd, it'd be pretty interesting. I, I don't think, like, I, I think Trump would, he wouldn't necessarily nuke people. I think, I don't think he has a trigger-happy fan or trigger-happy family. A tr- well, he may have a trigger-happy family, but I don't think he has a trigger-happy finger in, in getting the nukes launched on his own country but yeah i think in terms of a plan i think it would be in place to to make some money off of it and he might have to bury the hatchet with the governor in order to make sure that everyone survives i don't know oh yeah governor that'd be interesting so let's talk a little bit more um something that i don't think any of us really thought was going to happen right away but uh fear the walking dead was renewed for season four already yeah. Um, season three premieres when? June 6th? It is June, I'm pretty sure, It right? is early June. It's, it's, it's early June. Okay. So we had kind of talked in this show and actually may have just been amongst ourselves too, but we kind of we kind of all were under the impression that if, um, if this season's, current season's ratings don't go that well, then... We didn't think we were going to get a fourth season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, the ratings were the ratings were not stellar. They were they were less than half of what regular Walking Dead gets. Yeah, <clears throat> which is kind um, of expected, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is. It's to be expected. But I think the the biggest news isn't that it's been picked up for a fourth season. It's that not only was it picked up for a fourth season, but the sh- there's new showrunners yeah. coming. Yeah, the yeah, uh, so a pair behind Once Upon a Time. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I, you guys have ever seen that show. I, I have not. I have. Is I it have. good? It's not bad. Um, it's really, it's pretty much the, the, if I had to describe it, it's the lost guys doing Disney with live action people, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah it's actually, it's not bad. My wife really enjoys it. It's, it's um, not, it, it's very repetitive, um, especially once you get like two or three seasons in. Uh, but I can see them bringing something different to this show. Yeah, it would be kind of fun because uh, obviously they're pretty good storytellers. So uh, right. it'd be kind of cool to build upon that story. And I think that's what the the biggest thing <clears throat> we're missing from Fear the Walking Dead is a story that we. Sometimes I feel like the showrunners that made the show we don't really they don't even know where the story's going. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I agree, and and this is the thing. I'm hoping that with. The conclusion, it sounded like the showrunner for the first three seasons, this isn't a Frank Darabont situation where they were, you know, fired. They clearly had a three-season plan for their arc, and AMC sees the potential for a fourth season. And, you know, I echo what you guys said in that we totally thought that season three would be its last, especially if the ratings kept dipping. And the fact yeah. that they've already committed to a season four tells me that they have more story to tell with these characters. And, you know, I want to see Fear the Walking Dead's characters get their, you know, get 
get their running start. Like they've they've had a yeah. chance to prove themselves. And if we look back at the Walking Dead Prime, and I am going to keep calling it that, so mm-hmm. don't cancel Fear the Walking Dead. Um, it took seasons and some pretty shitty seasons to get good. People hated season two. Season three, you know, took a, an amazing character and kind of ran him through the uh, through the the terribleness. Like no one really loved the governor, and I think we we started to hit our stride with Fear the Walking or the Walking Dead rather um, in four five four five ish range, and then it kept getting better from there. So now, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna wrap up and basically say so. I think Fear the Walking Dead deserves some time to to get going, um, well, and we we shouldn't be so quick to pull the plug. You know, they also added Scott Gimple um, as a new executive producer on the show too. Um, so it almost makes you wonder if they feel like there's maybe potential, or they're scared to pull the plug of what it'll do to the Walking Dead <clears throat> Prime. Um, but it's uh, a lot of stuff going on with Fear the Walking Dead right now. Yeah, I, I personally yeah, and, would and, like and, to and see. And I don't think it's a bad thing either. I mean, our biggest gripe has been we don't think the show is living to its full potential, and I yeah, think yeah. that this is probably what's going to push it in that direction. Yeah, and yeah, the show had moments. It had a lot of good moments. Season two, um, especially, they, they, they killed think. off the one character that none of us like. So I'm happy. That's now. true. Yeah, they did. They, it's almost like they listened to us off screen. Uh, but they also killed did, a couple we characters. Did never we never see like. him. Right? Like we never saw him die. Oh, we no, did. We only heard the story oh. of his death. We only heard their story, though, right? We never saw him. Well, they, they, okay, so they showed his leg pretty beaten up, and they showed the shot off off camera, I think. So right, it was it, off screen. We don't know if he's dead or not. God, don't do this to me. He's dead. <laughs> I, you know, I think they'll confirm early season three if he did die, because if I remember at the end of season two, um, they're off on the road again they haven't made it to the border they like were, they were at the border and there was that big gunfight right no they didn't yeah. make it there yet i thought i no, thought they were... uh, the family was on their way to the border uh nick was at the border and got shot yeah that's what and and uh the other one she was already over the border and caught by people right right okay well so, it, yeah we're, i forgot we're in a lot of different places on that show huh yeah yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm and I feel like we're already missing one too. I think there was another story. <laughs> well, the one guy stayed behind at the hotel, Strand. No, he went. He ended up having to go with them. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought. Oh God, we're gonna have to watch the last season Don't, episode again. Yeah. We're gonna okay. have to watch the last episode again. Maybe because yeah. I'm I'm well, totally it's, it's remembering fine, a different season finale. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to see this, and I want to see it do well, and hopefully with uh, Scott Gimple and. These new showrunners, we get a really good chance of seeing uh, some some good um, some good new footage for the Fear of the Walking Dead. As I, long I as they like stop they... with the uh, one minute stupid things. Uh, yeah, that, and I, I feel like they can't possibly make it worse. <laughs> I, I careful what you say, Lou. <laughs> if they do, I'll say. be impressed. <laughs> it's happened before. Um, so anyway, we got a little bit of time to wait for fear. It's actually kind of weird because I thought fear kicked off as soon as Walking Dead ended, but I guess with no, time it did last count, year. It didn't this year. Yeah. So that's why it feels so weird that we have this lull between Walking Dead and fear the Walking Dead. And I haven't seen any hype on it. Have you guys seen any hype? Like any trailers? Nope. Uh, nope. Previews? Not, um, I um, think, the, I think there was a mention of trailers coming in the next few weeks. Huh. All right. Well. We'll see. We'll keep our eyes peeled, right? Yeah, yep. I haven't seen I, I haven't seen anything, but I, except for like the weird little half teasers w- in between Walking Dead episodes. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing crazy. But I think they're going to do a big push come May. I think is what we'll see. All right. Well, hey, did you see Resident Evil the final chapter? It's not a, so okay. So a quick update on Ryan goes to the movies. Uh, I, I do want to still, you know, commit to what we're, we set out to do in November, thanks to the, the lovely people who donated. So one of those stretch goals was seeing Resident Evil, the final chapter. Unfortunately, I had a very busy January, totally missed it in theaters. You know, there's this thing about like shitty movies, not staying in theaters very long. It was in theaters for like a week. Uh, and then they pulled it. So 
Yeah, and it, it launches. Um, I'm not going to buy it. I will rent it. It comes out uh, mid-May, so once that hits, we're going to be doing that. But in in order to um, hold people over, we're going to do our next episode, an audio commentary of a movie as chosen by uh, those donators. So I, if you are listening to this, reach out to me. If not, I will reach out to you. I think there was like a really shitty YouTube uh, movie that they yeah. suggested, and I think it would be. It's a really good one, probably, to have um, <laughs> audio commentary. Maybe not. I don't no, know. That's fine. But we'll see. Anyways, more on that coming soon, and look forward to mid-May, uh, the the break between Walking Dead, Prime, and Fear with uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter. I hear it's terrible. <laughs> All right, let's speak of terrible. Let's jump into our topic this week. Uh, it's uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, and it's the time where we... We kick shit and eat snakes. And that's about it. We eat tons of snakes. Mm. Why? I don't know, because they, they're snakes. Protein. <clears throat> protein. Uh, so chapter three of New Frontier has been out for a little while. We all have decided to participate in playing in it. Um before, Some of us played it a lot quicker than others. Yeah, I was just going to say, before we get into the plot, I uh, pre-show we started talking about a lot of the bugs we experienced, and I want to go around, let's get the bugs out of the way, let's get the let's get that <clears throat> stuff out of the way, the comical bug stuff, and then let's focus on, on the actual story of, uh, you know, and spoil this thing so people don't have to possibly experience some of this stuff. So, uh, Lou, I think you had the worst of it, so I want to hear... Your well, experience with the, it started uh, off by standpoint. making me have to go all the way back to episode one, Ooh. and I had to play through episode one and two to get to episode three, um, which is what I was expecting to have happen, and it did. <laughs> um, so uh, I did. I do. I I wanted to address this on the show because we talked about it in the Slack a little bit. I don't want this to be uh, technical support, but. Have you thought about like finding the save file, copying it out of that folder, and being like, "I am going to hold on to this for dear life when episode four launches next um, week," so I don't. Dude, have to play I don't it think again. it's that I don't have a save file. It's that when you back up to the cloud with uh, the the sys the with uh, Telltale, I'm pretty sure that it deletes your file if yours doesn't match their copy. Well, why don't you just sign into your Telltale account then? Uh, because then it, re- it deletes all of my save files. I tried <laughs> don't, that. Don't do that. Okay. I, I believe that you tried everything. I just find it so... Have you tried... Oh, man, it's just... It seems so stupid that it would keep doing that. I, I hate yep, the no, fact uh, that it's when, making when, you replay. When I, when, I, when I booted it up, it treated it like I had never booted the game up before. So crazy. <sighs> Frustrating. <laughs> Frustrating. Um, Let me ask you a question. Have you made different decisions each time you've gone through and played? Um, You're slightly, so thorough. Slightly. Uh, it, where I've made choices that I wasn't happy with the first time, I've made slightly different choices. Do you think and I Telltale... still end up, I still end up in exactly the same place. Right. Do you think Telltale just knows that you're not happy with your choices and they want to give you a second chance? No, not at all. Oh, man, that's but, funny. So, then... so that, that was bug number one. Bug number two, I believe you also had, which is all of a sudden it would graphically glitch out and they would just be like stray, like strings of, of yeah. sticking off of Javier <laughs> and it would like block scenes. Just Javier though. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like just it Javier. just stretched him out. Like all of a sudden, like, so say his shirt's green and yellow and he's on the right side of the screen, a whole line, like a whole block of green, yellow pixels just went across my entire screen. Really? And like at one point Clementine was talking and like, you couldn't even see her. <laughs> like uh, couldn't even see her. It's so funny. I also would say when those pixel things were happening at one point, um, I play with a controller uh, not mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when that would happen, a couple times my controller stopped working altogether. I had to reach down and try and finish what I was doing with the key- mouse and keyboard because the controller stopped working. I thought maybe it was the batteries in my controller, so I, re- I paused the game and replaced them. And it, did- it wasn't my controller. It was the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had uh, another bug, right, with the black screen? Yes. Yes, uh, there's a moment in this thing we're going to talk about it in a few minutes story-wise. Um, and these guys are going to have to inform me of what happened on screen because all I got were my choices and quick-time events. And it would say, 
uh, it, my screen went black. Um, once in a while, I would get like one scene of what was going on, like a still image, and then it would disappear again. And it would be uh, while that was going on. Um, I believe the way they do the multiple choices is that those textures don't show show up over whatever's being the image is being shown, because my I would get the press X Y B or A for your choice and the description of what those choices would be, but all I had was a black gray screen. Hmm. Yeah, and I got the dialogue. I got the I got the audio cues of what was going on, but I couldn't like read people's faces to make my choices. I had to just hit the button that I thought was going to be the best option. <laughs> and that well, and I want to say all the bugs I experienced beyond the having to replay one and two were all on this chapter. Yeah. So well, it's not, I mean, yeah. Uh, my my next question, and you're playing on PC, correct? You, I think you've yes. already stated that. Do you feel like maybe a switch to the console might be in order for any you know future Telltale playthroughs, like uh, of new titles? Not necessarily asking you to repurchase a new frontier. That's not a solution here. But maybe looking at, say, if you wanted to play the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is getting, I think, favorable reviews at the very least. Um, would you consider playing that on PS4? Because I know you you just bought a PS4, right? Yeah, um, I might consider it on a PS4, but at this point, I really I'm hesitant to even buy a Telltale game till all the chapters are out now. Right. You know, I I, I mean, I've been I've been toying with the idea that idea, and I try to do that with Batman. And I basically played Batman Episode 1 when it went free to be like, okay, let's get a taste of this. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and then never went back to it. Even though it is out completely, and I, I'm sure at, at some sale I'll pick it all up and I'll play it. Uh, but I don't know. I just find once it's over, Telltale drops it like a hot potato and, and is on to the next thing. Like Next one, yeah. Like, like we talked about, like I mentioned, Guardians of the Galaxy came out yesterday and it's something I'm a huge fan of yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And the game looks to emulate that feeling. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that feels really good. This could be a good bridge to wait a minute, marketing. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it's it's no accident that it's coming out around the time of uh, the, the, movie. the second movie. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also, you look at the issues you described in playing A New Frontier. And we haven't even got to Bob or I. And and their episode four comes out next week. And episode five, I found an article where they did uh, Telltale did an AMA, and they said that episode five could launch in May. So you're looking at a turnaround of late April for four, and then a month later, episode five, and then that's the conclusion of the season. You know, the Walking Dead franchise used to be the tentpole like of Telltale games. It was what kicked off this whole thing. I, I think that they spent a lot of time and money on the Michonne game and it didn't do well. And I think that this game has not performed as well as, as well as the previous two titles. Mm. Uh, and I think they may be getting ready to dump this as a brand and move on to other things. I mean, and I mean, I, I, in, in all honesty, I think they probably should. I think when this ends, they should tell a nice, clear, concise ending and focus on something else. Yeah, I would love to oh, see. Yeah. I mean, I don't want I don't want Walking Dead games to go away. I don't want zombie games to go away in general. And I really do like. I, I what, don't think they're going to go away, dude. They're just going to change. No, and I'm fine with that. And I, I'm just what I'm trying to say basically is I I enjoy the Telltale formula as much as we harp on it. I still enjoy it, and it's different from a lot of the games we play. And it's bite sized and it comes every three months. It's nice, and but. These bugs, I'm so done with the bugs. I'm so done with, you know, these issues that people seem well, to gloss over. This, I mean, I know this isn't video game talk, but my my thing is, is Telltale recently had its CEO or president step down and somebody else is stepping in to take over. Um, I'm guessing that these bugs and some of this stuff may have had something to do with why they're gone. Maybe. Maybe they were pushing games faster than teams could make them. 
I just honestly, I think it's just that we we've learned. I think Telltale's learned their lesson in the Walking Dead franchise that maybe things have to be a little different in order to be successful. Because I think we're all going to talk about it in just a minute here. But <clears throat> I mean, my bugs were were different than yours because mine were I had the same block bug, but my game. Um, the all the decisions prompting like halfway through mm-hmm. the chapter, and I had to play chapter two and then three because of my save file. Mm. But um, and and my chapter three halfway through those boxes that came up, I had like less than five seconds to answer it, and like the little I timer, can't even imagine that. So like you had to basically um, you had to know all of like you you're looking at them quickly and then just trying to get to your mouse to the right one um, to pick which one, um, but then. The hard part was uh, the action scenes where you had to like press Q repeatedly or press E or move left or right. Um, you know how if you don't do those in time, you end up dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that happened to me like a hundred times because I had to be right on the money to hit it, otherwise I would miss it. Like the first time it happened, I went to go hit E, and uh, the game's like, "Oh yeah, you died," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so then it loaded up again. And I was like, okay, let me see if I missed something. And then E pops up for a second. I went to go hit it. And it was like, you died. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I had to keep dying and knowing where which buttons to hit and where. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And don't even get me started with the Q mashing. <laughs> like, that that was insane. I don't know how I pulled that one off. But, um, yeah, it, it was frustrating. It was kind of fun, actually, at one point to – to really try and make decisions based off of like your first natural instinct, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, rather than have the time to go, all right, what would I say in this situation? You know, like I was just like, yep, sounds good. Yep, that's what I would do. Yep, that's what. And like, it probably wouldn't be the decisions that I normally would have made. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Ryan, did you did you have any bugs too, or are you good to go? Well, see, this is the thing. I didn't have any lasting in-game story bugs like pugs that were happening in after the uh, the intro the the bug that i had was the very beginning like previously on it would look like take two minutes to load a, a, a snippet do the snippet go to black another two minutes it took me like 15 minutes to get through the previously on and i was kind of like okay i get it i almost walked away and then came back but i didn't want to miss the intro to the episode but mm-hmm. once i got into it ran smooth as butter no problems oh. Um, and nice. I, I think Good that's, I know exactly. I feel like I, you know, sometimes I have issues with games and sometimes I don't. And that, that's the thing is, um, the, th- the, the one big problem I have with video games these days is that it's a crapshoot when it comes to, um, PC compatibility. Like I'll have friends who have better computers than me able to run a game not quite as well as myself like and it's weird and it's just one little you know computer configuration different and it's it causes problems and that's why i've always loved the consoles uh the console environment where it's like it's one size fits all and if it's crappy it's crappy because that per- that that developer didn't do justice and it's easy to point at like yeah this is a problem for everybody not just the select few that have corsair ram or something like that which was an actual bug in another game um or maybe it wasn't Corsair RAM, but it was like a utility that was blocking a game. So that's the problem I have with the Telltale games. And I think the last time we're on the show, we met eye to eye was uh, with Michonne's game, where both Lou and I had major issues with that game. And yeah. from a technical standpoint, I still feel like Telltale needs to get their their shit in line to have a proper engine that runs these games, and and they can build solid titles like. I don't know. This is a this is a proprietary engine, right? Like, why don't they use something that we know works and that's scalable, like Unreal or Unity or something? Um, the fact that they're going in house, the, the in house solution is not working, you know. Um, and that's why I'm 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 afraid to pick up Guardians of the Galaxy or even Batman for that matter, because uh, I don't want to play a broken game. You know? I played Batman and I experienced no bugs. See, and that's the thing. You played Batman, no problems. You're playing essentially the same game. You know, it's the same engine yep. with, you know, different assets. And it's it's trash. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, let's get uh, let's get beyond the bugs and talk about yeah. the game a little bit. Um, so for me, same exact problem as the last two chapters is... 
you just feel like your decisions don't mean anything. Sure. In the long run. Especially I mean, since I've now especially since I've now played uh through several of them multiple <laughs> times. Oh yeah. It, 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 it's it's literally like I made a slightly different choice and it literally didn't affect anything that happened. I mean, so I understand that in the storytelling aspect, um, in the first chapter when you that that the niece has to die, that that's the, that's the inevitable outcome. Yeah. But literally, the only choice that the, the choice of leaving them with whoever went with you uh, doesn't affect anything else. The only thing that it changes is when you catch back up with them. That I I chose the guy, and his answer was, "Man, don't you think you would have been better if you'd come with us?" To which my answer was like, "No," hmm. and he was like, "Oh, okay," and I was like, "That's it? That yeah. was my own." Uh, like I was expecting it to change, and I think my biggest gripe about this game, especially this chapter, is it's all over the place. <laughs> um. Uh, you end up having to uh, first the first portion of the game chapter is you get back to the air hangar town that you were in the last chapter, and now or no that was that was chapter two. Sorry, I'm getting these confused. Yeah, they're all very. They have a lot of flashbacks. We start. No. We start basically. Um, uh, this go, is. Go. This, I was gonna say this is where you end up at the town and realize your brother's in charge. Yeah. Of security. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, he, he comes out, and you can tell that there's all kinds of tension and hostility, and in all honesty, can I as a storytelling mechanism? Okay, it makes no sense that he's still alive and he didn't go looking for his his wife and his kids oh it makes yeah. perfect sense he's an asshole yeah well, you you go you go back no, no i rick agree Gr- with you rick grimes you, went back no i i agree with you yes as human decent human beings we go back well, but i feel okay, like they're no, painting I, him as a terrible person like a really well, bad here's, person see here's the problem is they paint him as a terrible person mm-hmm. right which is what I was thinking. And then he makes a choice or he says or does something. And you go, if he was truly a terrible person, that's not a choice. That wouldn't even be dialogue he has. You know? Right. Like, like he constantly contradicts himself to the point where it's just there to confuse you as the player. Like, unless he's, oh. unless he's a really good liar, um, he he's playing, or manipulator, he's playing the you know the sob story oh my god i can't believe you're alive and um i mean i don't know i would think he would be more upset when he found out his daughter was killed in cold blood and and yet he he wasn't he he said oh i'm gonna handle it don't do anything i'm gonna handle it and to me that was that was a red flag that there's something wrong with this character and I think that might be me just being more uh, open to the fact that Telltale is trying to tell an interesting story as opposed to it just being poor storytelling. But I'm probably uh, wrong. I think it, I think it's just poor storytelling. Yeah. Um. So you meet him. Uh. Uh. The 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 wife gets rescued. Uh. In medical treat medical mm-hmm. treatment or whatnot, and then as soon as you meet her, which happens right away, as soon as you meet her. She she says you need to get me out of here. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then every line he every line of dialogue he makes from that point on, you go and you meet the rest of the people that are these these new frontier people. You meet them and they don't all seem bad. Like like they give you the vibe that the farmer guy is bad, and the Asian chick is nice, and that the doctor's neutral. Like that's the vibe they give you is that the three of them are uh, good, evil, neutral, and so you're like, okay, I got the doctor to like me, the the farmer guy has already made up his mind he doesn't like me, and the 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 woman seems like she's probably the most decent of all of them, okay, and then literally the next section of the trail the, the, the of the game you find out no 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 the farmer guy is the good guy, the Doctor is 
dumb and still neutral and that and that the that she's the evil one and you're like wait a minute yeah like like it's not good storytelling it's literally they're just throwing in things to confuse you as a player and make you think your choices were bad yeah it's just not interesting here's my favorite part of the whole the whole thing you get kicked out of that camp right Mm -hmm. and your brother sends you a map and you're discussing where this map leads to and how he did it kind of secretly without telling anyone else there at the New Frontier. And you're like, oh, well, where are we going to go? Well, David wants us to go here. You're talking about this whole plan. And then the camera zooms out. You're still right out in front of the gate with two guards looking over you. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. thinking in my head, like, why would you do that right there? <laughs> like, they could easily be like, hey, is that a map? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But the, the whole chapter to me seemed like that. Like, Jesus Jesus shows up, right? And 99.9% of people that play this game know who Jesus is. Yeah, of course. So when the, when the question comes up and says, do you trust him? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, of course you're going to trust him. It's Jesus. You know who he is. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it, well, it's the same thing as with in a, earlier in the, in the previous chapters. There's these moments where they go, do you trust Clementine? And it's like, Dude, I just played two games as her. I, of course, I trust her character. Yeah. I made her. Right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like made they, you, and I can tear you I, apart. Well, no. <laughs> One of the things that the game tells you when it preloads is that your Clementine's choices are based on the previous choices you made in the previous games. So here's the interesting okay. part too. <clears throat> At, at one point in this game, I had to replay chapter one as well, like Lou was saying. Now, I distinctly remember um, the first time I played through, there's that part where they get, they try to kidnap you and the guy runs away from the truck and you, you can yep. have a choice to shoot him or not shoot him. Um, did anyone not shoot him? I did the first time. And you didn't shoot him the second time? I did shoot him the second time. You did? I okay. Didn't, I didn't the first. Uh, what about you, Ryan? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, uh... I honestly don't know. Like, he, I think that, I, th- I think you guys are are on point with this stuff. I think if you try to tear apart and look in between the seams of a Telltale game, you're gonna have. Well, my my issues. thing is like, I I the first time I remember I shot him. The second time I was like, nah, I'm not gonna shoot him this time. I'm gonna let him run away. Um, I feel like that decision didn't matter because they they still said that I shot him. And I'm like, wait. And like, one of the options was, you're a liar. And I, I clicked it. I'm like, you are a liar. I'm pretty sure I didn't shoot him this time. Like, yeah. like, that's what I mean. Like, I just feel like no matter what you do, the game's always going to steer you down the direction of this is, you know, the decision. Almost like this is the decision that we wanted you to make, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's my problem. And I think that's why Lou is right. I think. Um, I, I also, I, I like Javier as a character. I think he's interesting. I think the brother showing up—that's an interesting, an interesting dialogue, an interesting choice. But there's just too many holes in there, all of their stories, for me to fully enjoy what's going on, because this is obviously supposed to be taking place several years after the outbreak, because you know. Clementine, it was when we first experienced Clementine's story. It's the beginning of the outbreak, and we see footage of her with the with the baby, and the baby is now probably two years old, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we know that time has gone by. You're telling me, in all the time he's been out, the brother never went back to their house to go That's see. What I'm if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't I'm make telling sense. you, he's an asshole. He didn't well, want to go back. He disappeared for months because he was done and they were holding him back. And and that and I and I'm going to stand by that argument because I think you guys are giving him way too much credit. Well, then why does he act like he misses his wife and his kid and he's so Because he was I caught with his dick in his hand. That's why. Like they show up at the front door and he's got to I think you're giving Telltale too much credit. Uh, all right. Well, we can agree to disagree. I, I honestly, I I want to see this through, and I think that I I honestly do believe that w- with what they're portraying, it's e- it's easy for us to look at this. And I know you guys have had a worse time with the game tec- technically, 
But I think it's easy to look at this and, and poke holes and say like, well, clearly he should have gone back and look for him because he's a nice person and he believes in his family. Like, I think there was enough groundwork laid uh, in the backstory with, of these characters that he did not care about his new girlfriend and he, and he really could care less about his kids. Uh, it, just his reaction to Mariana being shot in the head uh, and knowing this, you know, having your brother tell you that you know kind of shows how terrible a person he is and I, I i agree with you guys it's easy to look at this and say this character is um it's just bad storytelling but i think that there are other examples of of poor storytelling that i will that i will state here so you don't think i'm just blindly de- defending this game because there are problems with it like you specifically mentioned jesus and the whole trusting thing there was a moment where you have a chance to get payback for uh what someone did to mariana when that it's a it's a pretty um intense fight and i want to say i want to shout out to telltale because i think there's some this was a very action-oriented episode where you literally didn't do any walking around clicking on stuff it was all dialogue and action sequences and i realized bob that probably was bad for you because um you had issues with that but it, it kept things going. It was very quick. And then you had the option to have this epic fight scene with the character that just took out your your niece. And uh, you had the option to go all Negan on him. And I and I did because it's like, man, you killed that girl in cold blood. Like, I'm going to lose my shit because it feels like that's something my character uh, or my hobby would do. And, um, and then Jesus is like, that wasn't cool, man. Now I must return to my home planet. And he walks away. And to me, yes. that was abrupt and kind of like, shit, dude, like, cut me a little bit of slack. No, well, no, uh, my thing is, is I killed him, right? Yeah. But I wasn't, like, brutal about it. I hit him, like, three times, and then I got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that bad. You just hit him three times. <laughs> well, no, it gave you, like, an option where it seemed like you could hit him six or seven times. Oh, I turned and I him hit to him paste. Until- yeah. I, I hit him till I knew he was dead, and then I walked away. And Jesus still gave me the same choice that he gave you. So the only other option was for me to walk away and not kill him. And then I'm like, that's worse. You're going to let him turn into a zombie? That feels like a worse fate than just killing the guy. See, you can't, you can't do that in this game because you're like, if I let him turn into a walker, he's going to come back and kill someone. Yeah, because like, that's, that's how the Walking Dead world works. So. The thing is, is though, even if you let, even if you let him turn into a zombie, Jesus is gonna come back and be like, "Listen, I gotta go find my people. Really appreciate your help." You know what I mean? He's still gonna leave. There's no way to get Jesus to stay with you. Hey, yeah. But I just think it's funny that you, you're like, I only hit him like three or four times. <laughs> but at the same sense, I didn't know that there was options to, because um, the way my game was playing, I didn't know there was an option to have someone else kill him. I didn't know there was an option to let him turn. I all I saw was hit him with a bat, and I hit him, and then it gave me the option to do it again. And I was like, okay, I guess he's not dead yet, so I hit him again, and then it was it, the button came up again, so I hit it again, and then all of a sudden Trip or whatever says Jesus man, and I'm like, am I not supposed to do it again? Like I don't know. Yeah. And then that's why I just let it go, and they were like, all right, that's enough, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I went a little too far there. <laughs> it, it was one of those moments where you were given the option to get varying degrees of payback and the uh, the sort of results at the end of the episode were were four options two of which i didn't realize was possible like one right. was you let him turn one was you let someone else kill him which is like okay how does that work he must come back as a walker and then someone kills him or, or whatever yeah. i don't i don't actually know and then the other two were like you 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 killed him you messed his shit up uh and i got the you messed his shit up one and and it didn't bother me. Obviously, that is going to affect, should affect, Javi's uh, uh, humanity. Uh, I don't think it will because I think you guys are right. Like you don't want to give Telltale too much credit, and it's not, it's not like that one moment. I think that one moment, no matter what you chose, unless you chose not to kill him, because I don't know what happened when you didn't kill him. But anyways, I think it'll react. It'll, it'll result in the same thing where he'll feel yeah. bad. That Mariana is dead, and then he lost a sliver of himself by killing the person who killed Mariana in cold blood. Um, and and I think that's where you're you're right. When you start to tear apart, this isn't new. These ana- this analysis of Telltale Games isn't new. When you start to tear apart at the seams, you notice the the issues, right? Of of a 
of a supposedly choice-based game. And I think Telltale does itself a disservice by saying your choices matter because they really should not focus on that because your choices your choices matter to your experience, but the choices don't matter to the gameplay. Um, I, I, I think they do in varying degrees, but they're not, you know, it's not binary. It's not what you're hoping for, where when you make a choice, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? It's not, it's very like granular. Uh, I, I think um, they need to do a better job of make things definitely different. Like you should have a different experience if you do this a different way. I understand ultimately it's got to lead to the same spot, right? Um, yeah. But there should be different paths across that you could take that take you a completely different way. I understand it's probably a lot to do and probably a completely different game to write, but it's just frustrating because sometimes I play it like today and I was like, you know what? My decisions don't really matter anyway, so I could just pick the same one over and over again. Because no matter what, someone's going to die. I'm going to do this. They're going to do that. My, uh, my other argument too is, is I'm really confused playing this game by the, not just the choices that I'm, ma- I'm getting, but the dialogue choices. So, I was thinking that the farmer guy was the jerk, and I was thinking the doctor was neutral, mm-hmm. and and the woman was was the good person, and then they present to me that she's the bad person, that uh, uh, the the farmer is probably the good guy, and that the doctor is still neutral. Like they still present that to me, and I go, okay, and then when you confront her later in the episode, right? They turn around and say, "No, no, no! Your brother's the bad guy," um, and and I'm left just being really confused as the player and being like, "I really just don't give a shit at this point." Yeah, <laughs> and, and I kind of you know coming full circle, like I kind of agree with you. At the end of the episode, is like I had fun, but the conclusion of this episode is like, so you know, it's not black and white, and maybe that's the problem, but it's. It's not black and white in the sense that it's it's, just not telling you anything. Uh, Yeah, it's giving you no details and making you make a choice. And then you find out halfway through the episode, your choice may have been wrong. And then they go, oh, no, not only was your choice probably wrong, but you may not have even had enough information to make the right choice to begin with. Mm -hmm. So here's another choice you have to make that 10 people could be lying to you and you don't know if you're even making the right choice again. And I'm like, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it's kind of rough. It's a it's a little uh, little tough to play through. And I guess season episode four is coming on like what as soon as next week. Yeah, well, well yeah. I mean, I think it sounds like we're going to take a break. And honestly, guys, if you want, it sounds like I had the best technical experience. I can certainly boot up episode four and let you know. Although, judging by the conversation we just had, maybe my opinion um, isn't going to convince well, um, you as soon as it comes out and i get the update i'm gonna load it up and see if my <laughs> game loads correctly first that would be nice and then i'll then i'll and then i'll uh, i'll probably try and play it next week at some point yeah like i'm i'm excited i just think telltale needs to step away from the walking dead and stop trying to recapture their success well, you know yeah and, and and it's it's fine i mean I've had moments, I've had issues with all Telltale's games at some point or another. Like, I really like the first season. But I've played it twice now. And the second time I played through, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time. Because I knew where it was going. And the reason, and there's certain episodes I didn't like. Like, I hate, I, I hate episode two of the first season with the cannibal people. Because you literally know what's coming. And the fact that nobody else sees what's coming is so stupid. (laughs) Like, like everything is literally laid out before you and you know exactly what's coming. And, and Kenny's character is such a jerk the whole game. You can't help but not like him. And then they try to make you redeem him like, like, just before the episode, the last episode, and you're like, really, I don't care. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny gave himself up to die, only to them reveal in the second season that he's still alive, which is great. But it's just there's certain moments in the first season that don't work either. But overall, they did a better job with storytelling. I think the second season was fantastic, but there were still epi- issues with the storytelling. Um, 
I just I think that they, they they've got some lessons they need to learn with if they're going to do a fourth season of The Walking Dead. I think they they need to. It, it can't be you on the go anymore. Um, as I was playing this episode, playing through all three of these again, and being like, yeah, Heavyar is an interesting character. I kind of like him. I like the fact that he may have been a celebrity before everything happened, and I think that that's interesting. But I was thinking to myself. How much more interesting would this story have been if the game took place back at that mall where Clementine and the other girl and the baby went and Clementine was the leader of that group and that place was now her fortress and she made choices in the story based on what you did in the previous two seasons Mm -hmm. and that you were as Javier had to try and help guide her again as a leader or convince her to let you stay and be a member of that society and maybe introduce some different dynamics. The dynamic of these games doesn't always need to be somebody's bad, somebody's a crook, somebody's somebody's a bandit that's killing other people. I think that there's more interesting things that they could do. I mean, how interesting would it have been for Clementine to have been uh, in charge of something and then somebody gets murdered and you as Javier gets assigned the task of figuring out who did it. How much more interesting would that chapter have been than what you got Yeah. with these? I mean, there's other stories they can tell, but they seem to be intent on telling the same story over again. Oh, yeah, we found a safe place, and it's not as safe as we thought, and here's some bandits that think they're good people. But, but that's the Walking Dead formula. You know, if you're asking Telltale to buck the trend that is The Walking Dead E equals MC squared, like you're not going to get that. And what I what I and I agree with I agree with you in this point. And what I want from Telltale is like make a unique product based on a property. You know, do your you know flavor of the month Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman, Walking Dead, insert property here that's popular. Do that game. But make it unique. Don't include Jesus. Don't include Clementine. Leave Clementine alone for the next time you do another venture. Pick a point in time in the Walking Dead universe that would be interesting to do. Pull a Fear the Walking Dead. Move to a different part of the country. Do some different characters. Exactly. You know, it's, and, there's so much well, out there that you could look at. And, and I think that's, that's what needs to happen if they're going to do another season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I think we need to leave these characters behind. Agreed. All right. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm done with <laughs> the Walking Dead Telltale games. I'll play through the I'll play through the rest of it, but it's um, you know just it actually kind of ruins other Telltale games for me. So um, listen, we could uh, we could do a lot of stuff, but uh, I think we should probably go ahead and get into the wrap up here. Um, we do have to pick our next audio commentary. Ryan's going to be reaching out to you guys for that. So mm-hmm. if you want to. Uh, participate in that um you know it's uh should be pretty interesting ryan do we have any feedback or any uh anything before we get into the wrap up yeah speaking of reaching out and telling us what to watch lonely bob on twitter has mentioned i think you guys should watch train to busan for the podcast it's one of the better zombie films in recent years now this is the one you know we're looking for an audio commentary but this is a, a movie that we could watch and do a mini review of it's fairly new but it is subtitled yeah, it's, it's korean i, I gonna say I, i'm fine with us doing a review of this i do not think it will work for an audio commentary because it's got subtitles exactly yeah and this is something we've we've talked about in the past but i hear really good things like this is a really stellar movie and uh maybe this is something that we look at um filling the gap with uh you know not having to play episode four or episode five of a new frontier it sounds like we're gonna wrap a new frontier before fear the walking dead launches um which is kind of scary so we might need some filler in there that doesn't make uh lou or bob or i unhappy so it sounds like this is a a surefire win to uh <laughs> kickstart some good conversation so thanks lonely bob on twitter you're the best <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not me it's uh, a different Bob. Different so Bob. Don't, don't, don't think it's me. It's not me. No. All right, Ryan. So we're going to tell people where we can find us. We're going to get out of here, and uh, we're going to go uh, never play Walking Dead again. So 
Right. So if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast where every dollar you pledge goes right back into the show. Hosting fees, rental, video games, all the content we cover on this show is supported by lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. So thank you very much. There are some awesome stretch goals on there that we would love to hit. So check that out if you want more content from the Zamp crew. Uh, you can go to zombiesatemypodcast.com for more episodes and all that fun stuff. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like Lonely Bob has, at Zombies Podcast. You can also like us on Facebook. You can find individual hosts on Twitter, myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his cool stuff at joelduggan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Man, I gotta say. Today was a productive damn day. We got a lot off our chest here. So, uh, Lou Page, any last words before we get out of here? Do better, Telltale. Do better. Got some beach ball sized lady nuts on you coming in all kamikaze like that.